and welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. Beep, beep, boop, bop. I'm your host for the episode, Nick. This is episode 58. With me, Hi, today I have Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hi. Hi. Hello, people. It's me, Tyler. And I'm co-hosting the show. Yes, I know. I'm addicted and a little sunburned. And I love Sardu Valley. Yes, I know. I, I can't rhyme. Okay, sure. I'm not a singer. I'm back, I'm baby. Let's go. I'm so excited yeah, to be back. back. I'm Who's back. The man? Hell yeah. You the man. Um, You've returned. I have returned. I have survived. Um, I have survived uh, the Floridian weather. I, I made it back in one piece. I've survived all my flights. Um, and I'm back to doing more work than I could possibly imagine. But here we are recording. Um, hi, Tyler. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I, I got a couple of questions, if you don't mind, uh, about sure. your airplane experience. So what's the seating spacing like for you? Is um, it normal for you? Yeah, just 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 right, usually. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, I understand I'm a big guy, so I honestly, I wasn't sure, like, if other people have, you know, similar experiences to me or not, but, uh, yeah, shit. Well, it depends on the uh, airline, usually, because there are some airlines that will take uh, the seats um, in any, like, given, like, either be an Airbus or Boeing or whatever, and they'll move them, um, move them about half to an inch up or back to put in more rows eventually, because it just kind of, like, compa- uh, compounds, right? And so it just makes it even more, like, cramped. But with how long I've been flying, I think... I've just gotten used to, like, space now, and I've just sort of forced myself to become comfortable space. with it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, there is a, uh, some kind of video, no, I think it's from Portal, where, uh, one of the, uh, bots, when you pluck it from GLaDOS, just starts shouting, SPACE! SPACE! And some reason when he just said that, that's immediately what I thought. Space, dude. Um, space. What, what does it mean? What have you been doing without me? How have you survived uh, this far? You know, it was actually very hard, Nick. <laughs> I had to think of you. I had to complain about you. I had to love you. I had to hate you. Uh, oh, man. Uh, the only way I was able to do it is copious amounts of video games and uh, other activities, which included my first ever uh, going to like a Major League Baseball game. Nice. Who'd you... I'm, I'm, I'm not too well-versed on like teams or like uh, baseball as a sport, but who'd you go to see? Who, like, who was playing? Well, I went to uh, go cheer on the Detroit Tigers, okay. which, you know, Detroit, being Michigan and all that, makes sense. And they were facing the, I believe they're the Boston Red Sox. Okay, that's a which, that's uh, a team that I know of. Okay. I'm going to say that's, also, like, that's more Cam's area, technically. But, uh, yeah, it turns out the uh, Detroit Lions, so, gosh, not the Lions, that's football. Oof, uh, gotta wash my tongue out. Uh, the Detroit Tigers... Uh, I thought they were this magical, all-powerful team that just, you know, destroyed everybody. Because, like, it's kind of like, uh, in my head, a baseball team is like a spirit bomb. Where the more people release their energy through their patriotism of the team, the the better they do. So, when I see the Detroit Tigers logos everywhere, everyone supporting them and all that stuff, I thought they were just going to be fantastically good. They're going to steamroll. And they got demolished, like, viciously. Uh... <laughs> We were on their game three when we went to visit the day, and they lost the first two by like between like five and eight points or something like that. It was it was bad for them. Okay, uh, so um, two questions for you: uh, Do you regularly yes. watch baseball? Not at all. Okay. Um, 
So even as like a non-fan, how was the experience of being in like a stadium like that? Uh, going to the stadium was actually pretty good. Uh, the only issue I had was uh, I got sunburned. Okay. Got hella sunburned. Because we got out of the car. We were running a little bit behind. And I look at my dad. My dad looks at me and she's like, eh, we don't need suntan lotion. We'll be fine. It's only for a couple of hours. And then, you know, five hours later, uh, oof, it was Rookie bad, mistake. man. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think at the three-hour mark, uh, my dad and I realized that we were slowly cooking alive. My mom is, too, and uh, so is my... Okay, so my parents went with me. Okay. As well as my brother-in-law and his son, a.k.a. my nephew. So a total of five people. Uh, all of us are, like, <sighs> liquid paper white. Like... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Henry we're fl- No, we are fluorescent <laughs> in the moonlight white, okay. like, kind of things. Like... If somebody sees us in the moonlight, you know, in a forest, we'd look like elves at that point. That's how white we are. Uh-oh, here comes trouble. It's the, the lady in charge of the school cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Smart shopper. Squeezes bread to see if it's fresh. Then she'll see why they call us the fresh guys. Imagine, every loaf of wonder is wrapped warm from the oven. In this stay fresh wrapper. No wonder we stay so fresh. And pass the squeeze test. Oh, that's smart. Wonder bread, one squeeze proves we're the fresh guys. woo and so, making this a point, I'm also a third shifter who lives and dies by the nighttime. I don't get to see that much sunlight. Right. As so, much as I'd prefer. So, it was just, um, uh, you were thrown into the deep end, basically, in, in regards to sunlight exposure. Nick, I am like the closest mortal equivalent of a vampire, and I got <laughs> thrown in sunlight for five hours. Do you know what happens when you throw a vampire in sunlight for five hours? Um... You get a uh, well-done steak with ketchup. I was going to say, normally they turn the ash, but thankfully <laughs> I didn't do that. But the three-hour mark in, we realized that the uh, our names were written on the wall, that we were in trouble. And uh, I just said to Dad, it's like, man, I wish we would have grabbed the suntan lotion. And lo and behold, a nice couple behind us is like, oh, you need suntan lotion? I got some right here. And it's like, I looked at her and I saw Gabriel. One of the chosen angels from, you know, the New Testament. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh. And, you know, she handed it to us and we, we globbed it all. I was still screwed from the start, but oh, yeah, it mitigated yeah. the damage a little bit. And uh, I enjoyed the game itself. I got into it. I, you know, had to get up and walk around a little bit just between endings just to stretch because, it, you know, I, I wanted to get in the shade a little bit. Yeah. Uh, turns out. My nephew's a little young. He's about five, six years old, and he didn't give two shits about baseball. And I had to pay full price for his ticket. And so it kind of broke my heart knowing that he was too young for this, and I didn't realize it. Right. And uh, I was like, you know. It's a hit and miss sometimes. It's, 40, yeah. it's $44. Come on. Uh, you know, <laughs> get into the game. At least, you know, pay attention. <laughs> but no, he. And I picked seats at my dad re- dad's request in the area to catch a fly ball. Or in this okay. case, it would have been a home run. None of the motherfuckers came our way. I was at this point, I was like, screw it. If the Red Sox throw me something, I'll take it gladly. I don't even care. <laughs> let, the, let them send it my way. And there were so many chances for things to happen. You know, uh, there was an uh, outfielder. There was one ball that came into our area. And it's because one of the people in the outer field uh, was practicing. He didn't catch the ball. Well, he did. Practicing. And before the, his time started in this outfield, 
He just tries to toss the ball at the children that are at the front row of this section. He's about 100 feet away. Uh, sorry. He's about 30 meters away. And he comes up about, <laughs> about 5 meters or 15 feet short of the children. So he tosses it. And it just falls right in the grass in front of them. And there's a 10-foot drop from the stands. So these children are contemplating whether or not to do like the essentially that, that horrific moment where a child jumps the pit in the zoo just to get this baseball. And the parents, as well as a lot of fans that saw this, you know, you can imagine the hundreds of people that saw this guy trying to toss it to the children and coming up short, lost their minds. Holy smokes. Oh, I would imagine. Had, yeah. And so the guy, you know, he feels terrible. And he's kind of embarrassed. You know, this is one of the Detroit Tigers, you know, players. <laughs> it's like, okay. And so he, he runs and tosses it in the field. And that's the only way we got a ball. There was a machine neck that ran around the entire field. It looked like a miniature monster truck that shot t-shirts. They covered at least 80% of that entire you know, ring cool. of people firing t-shirts. And he skipped us. <laughs> it's like, give us something. Come on. It, but I did get one thing out of it. You know, oh, I yeah? got one free thing. There's a little piece of paper that was in a cup holder. I was like, ooh. And I pulled it out. And I was like, ooh. And it says, you're a winner. I'm like, ooh, yeah. And then I look around and I see that there's one of these papers like every 10 seats. I'm like, okay, I don't feel as good about this, but I'm still a winner or something. It's like, please redeem this over at this kiosk. And so my brother-in-law snatches one and I, you know, have one. And so during one of the more boring endings, we go up. And we find the kiosk. And there's this uh, very friendly, hey, I'm going to sell you a timeshare looking fellow. So I immediately knew what was about to happen here. And so I, I go up to him. I'm like, hey, I'm a winner. What do I get? And uh, he's like, congratulations. Here's this five cent uh, beer cozy thing. <laughs> and it's like, cool. I, I don't even have any use for this, but sure. I'll, you know, it says Detroit, you know, it has the D on it. It has the, you know, the ye old D on it. I'm happy. And he's like, by the way, like he's going to read the hook his little traps in on me. Don't you want to get a nice deal on the tickets on the next time the Detroit Tigers play? Like this is the official person who's trying to like, right. These papers are for people who are schmucks. I realize immediately he's given me something that's worth a nickel and then telling me uh, like, I'm going to get a great deal by buying these tickets in advance. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. And that's the only thing I got out of it. I mean, I got good memories. Uh, the most notable thing is before we even left uh, my brother-in-law's house, my dad played catch with me. And I think my dad has done that once or twice in my life. Uh, and I know it's such a 1960s American stereotype. Father plays catch with the son, you know, throwing baseball. That's how they bond as a child and, you know, adult and all that stuff. But it actually had a, a heavy impact on me. It's like, wow. I can't throw. <laughs> I, I I don't know what I was expecting there, but that was... Uh... But you know what's important here, Nick? Yeah. My dad couldn't throw either. So <laughs> Like father, like son. <laughs> eventually, we like uh, sharpened our tools a little bit, and we started getting good balls you know, thrown at each oh other. Oh, my. Don't take that out of context, please. But uh, other than that, the the next day I got like super sunburnt, like my arms were completely toasted. Thankfully, I've returned to the uh, albino sheep that I. Well, I mean, sheep's already albino, so I guess. Uh, are they? Yeah. Uh, are they? Or is it just their their wool that makes them, you know, that cool? 
True. I mean, the shiny version of a Mareep, I'm guessing, is probably... Well, no, I think a shiny Mareep is, like, blue or some crap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, uh, I I was sunburnt. I recovered. I had a good time with the baseball game. Nick. Yes. Tell me about Florida, man. Tell me about Florida. Um, Holy shit. Fuck Florida weather, first of all. I don't know how anybody could live there. What's um, the uh, temperature there in Celsius? Uh, it wasn't... Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. shiny Mareep, yeah. pink wool... Blue skin. I was right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah temperature-wise, um, it wasn't. Temperature-wise, it was like maybe sitting about like forty Celsius, like uh, forty between, Celsius. That's not yeah. bad. I'm pretty sure that's like it might have been, or I could be making this up, but it felt worse because of the humidity. Forty Celsius is close to like ninety, or I think. Uh, forty Celsius is 104 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Close which to ninety. I don't believe. <laughs> Close to nine. Okay, sure. No, then it, then it was probably lower than it just. Okay, it felt hot Nick, because yeah, that's like turning in a five thousand word essay saying you know forty two hundred words and you say close enough. I mean, it's it is like, close enough. <laughs> sure, sure. If you turn it in a paper format, do you think the professor is going to count it out? Probably not. Well, that's why you add. Um, <laughs> That's why if they ask for double space, you write it in single space, but every alternate line you put it in white. So when it prints out, it looks like it's double space, but on the electronic version, it has double the amount of it has, you know. Oh, you know I mean? man, you smart motherfucker. You. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm guessing it was probably around nine degrees as you surmised in Fahrenheit. It was probably also very humid being Florida. Like a all, million percent humidity. But then the issue yeah. is um, it's such a such a bipolar state with the weather. Um, oh, with the weather, yes. Um, you know, it'd be nice, not nice, it'd be bright, sunny, humid for like 10 minutes, and then like after that, tropical storm just comes rushing through. Um, and so you're just sitting there in the rain, but it's still a thousand percent humidity, and the rain's hot, and then there's a wind, but then it's blowing hot wind, and it's just, it's stupid. I don't know, I don't <laughs> understand how people can live there. Rain is supposed to cool you down. So you would think. So rain just feels like a, like a, this horrible hot tub treatment shower. It's like, what's the point of this? You don't make me feel any better. This is worse. Exactly. This is worse. It's and so on our last day when we went to Disney, something similar happened. So at Disney, uh, Disney World in Orlando, um, being the biggest that it is, it has all these different parks, right? So one of the parks we went to was Epcot because we had no interest in doing Magical Kingdom on, um, you know, Independence Weekend, um, especially with the lines. Uh, with the moment we walked in, we saw the first line was a 90-minute wait. This was around 1 in the afternoon. We're like, nah. I can totally see that, too. We're, yeah. not, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're going to go drink. <laughs> so uh, are you... Uh, I, I only learned about this, and I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not... Like repeating myself, uh, are you aware of what Epcot is or like how it's set up? Not at all. Go ahead and explain it. So Epcot, um, basically, you you get a you get a little lake in the middle that goes around in a circle. Then you have uh, uh, things built around the lake, uh, themed after different parts of the world, so different countries. Ah, so this is the around the world. So you can I've heard of this where yeah. you can get different drinks from different countries, yeah. essentially. And that's uh, Epcot. Okay. Yeah. And so you go around and they have uh, Japan, Norway, Germany, Morocco, uh, the Great Britain, France, Canada. They have USA. Obviously, they have USA. I, it didn't make sense to me, but of course they have USA. Um, and USA guess what they were selling there? They were selling funnel cakes and beer. Like, how, how much more American could you get than that? 
Funnel um, cakes? Yeah. And then they what had. What's that supposed to be an edible, Mexico? like, beer cozy? What's going on here? Uh, funnel cake is, um, um, I'm pretty sure it's it's one of those. Uh, uh, I think it's you'd find them more in on like um, New York. It's it's uh, you maybe you know it by a different name, but you just pipe they pipe like pastry dough into like hot oil, and then it just looks like I don't know. It's, it's a funnel cake. I I can't explain it. No, I know what a f- <laughs> okay. I, I I did. I'll admit I got funnel cake mixed with angel cake. That oh, okay, bad. okay. And second off, I've never heard of. Funnel cakes being like an American staple or something like well, that. Well, uh, I will. I will say, um, like, as as a non North American, like learning about um, American like festivals and fairs and stuff, we hear a lot about yeah. funnel cakes. Really? Yeah, we hear really? a lot about funnel cakes. Like we know it's like beer I, and I like fast food and it. fried food and shit in general, but we hear a lot yeah. about funnel cakes for some reason. So I've never had one, but I know what they are. I, I believe I had one as a child. I've never had one since I became a adult. Okay, okay. Which um, is weird and sad. It's like, I like to embrace the American stereotypical culture at this point. I'm like, okay, Nick, uh, from your point of view, what is probably the most stereotypical American food? Fried anything. Fried chicken. Fried anything. Fried anything. Okay, maybe I'm wrong then here. <laughs> no, fried, like, honestly, to me, it's fried anything. Uh like stereotypical is McDonald's, just like a fucking sloppy, greasy Big Mac with fries and a huge, huge ass drink. When you paid for a medium, but they give you like a triple extra large. Um, to me, that's the American stereotype. But I also think it's just fried anything. You know, you'll wrap meat in meat and fry it. Tell me, like. Speaking of McDonald's, uh, did you hear about their around the world promotion here? Uh, yeah, they used to do something like that back home too. Uh, we used to get burgers themed from different parts of the world. And do you know what Canada is right now? Yeah, it's a tomato mozzarella burger that you can get either crispy or grilled. They've had that on the menu here for a while now. I personally like really? it. Really? Yeah. I, I've i had it, and I'm just like, this tastes good. I don't know. Like, if there's I, no maple I, in the yeah, chicken, I, so I, I can't don't understand tell you what, like, Yeah, I don't know what connection it has to Canada. Canada. Uh, specifically, maybe I, I couldn't tell you, but I I enjoyed it. I, I'm partial to chicken sandwiches myself, so. Oh, yeah. okay. Fair enough. Fair um. Enough. So, yeah, so they had uh, all these different countries, um, and basically they had uh, stores for, like, souvenirs, uh, selling um, souvenirs from those countries, and also, like, other, like, um, other goods, like, you can buy clothes at some places, you could buy food stuff that you'd find in those countries, um, and then they had little stalls at each area that were selling um, uh, beverages of alcohol of all kinds, some had bars, some had restaurants, some even had areas for, like, live entertainment for um, entertainment from that kind of country, which I thought was really cool. Um, what I also thought was really cool was, and it's Disney, so I figured that they'd do this, but then it was just amazing to see it in person, was that everybody at each uh, country was from that country. Really? Yeah. So, like, uh, they imported? Um, essentially, um, but, like, it's it was still pretty cool because you go to Germany and then you'd see actual German people there serving and you know uh, working at the whatever you'd go to Canada you'd see actual Canadians you go to the UK you walk into the pub they're actual British waiters waitresses uh, you go to Japan and it's all uh, it's it's all Japanese people at the at the uh, you know the grills and the hibachi and stuff now this isn't one of those situations where it's like a Japanese steakhouse near me, but it's really owned and you know run by a bunch of Chinese people, correct? Well, I mean, in this case, it is a Japanese, Egyptian, Moroccan, Mexican, American, Canadian, German uh, establishments owned by Disney. So, 
Did you check their birth certificate, Nick? Uh, the birth certificate of the establishment? No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> it's like... It's like I, I, I'm skeptical to believe this, but actually knowing uh, Disney's like, very, very OCD ways, I'm pretty sure that they probably did their own like wild background checks and right. whatnot to see it. You know, that's actually a very cool idea. Well, at least that, I would. Uh, you know. uh, we did talk to one guy, the Morocco, uh, uh, in Morocco, where um, he grew up in Texas, somewhere in Texas, I think. We were just chit chatting with him for a little bit, but then I was going around Morocco speaking Arabic, uh, or at least a little Arabic I know with everybody. So that was really was really nice, uh, honestly, just to feel like it was uh it might have been a little bit over exaggerated visually um but it did feel like nice to be like in a place that was kind of like home um uh but yeah no i'm pretty sure that either these are actors and actresses who um are very good at you know they probably have some uh you know, ethnic roots in whatever country that they're working at, but they're very good at putting on the accent, like because it it didn't seem, it it all seemed authentic, and like I didn't mm. I didn't walk in there like into any of the establishment and feel like all right, this feels like it's uh, uh, for lack of a better word appropriation. It it doesn't feel like I'm I'm being uh, it's it's cheesy or it's kitschy or it's I'm being sold to. It it feels you know you'd walk into Germany and you'd see like a kind of pseudo beer garden. I'm like this feels like you know. Uh, feels like i'm in germany uh so uh it had the environment that made it feel authentic yeah yeah and then there was a fireworks show at the end of the night so that was really cool too apparently it cost disney a hundred thousand dollars to put that on every night in that one park and they do it across all the parks so you know fucking disney um what what, the thing. what did happen though so we we got there around one 20 minutes into like our walkabout um a storm hit and i'm talking about drenched from head to toe um, oh, where my oh, my shoes felt like sponges on my feet, like that's how much I, I was just soaked entirely through. But our group that we went with, we spent one hundred and twenty dollars to get in, right? And so we didn't want to like leave, even though we were not having the most fun. At that I point. paid for this ticket. This ticket will protect <laughs> me from this drench. Um, I'll dry in five minutes. Let's keep going. Uh, and then I'll that's essentially shoot. kind of what happened. It was kind of amazing. Like, I was completely dry by the end of the evening. You know, it cleared up. We met up with another group. And so we went drinking around the world twice. Um, yeah. No, Disney was fun. It was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. But I don't think I'd do that again or at least regularly or with kids. <laughs> you went around the world and drank twice. Wow. Yeah. You, that would take Jackie Chan 160 days, but you did it in one. Good job, man. Yeah, in a couple of hours. Um, I know I talked a lot about Disney, but talking about the actual con itself, uh, very quickly. Oh, yeah, year, that's right. You went the Guardian con, didn't you? Yeah, it was, um, apart from getting to see my friends, uh, I didn't really do much on the show floor this year. I went out, uh, went to some of the uh, art booths, um, had a lot of fun meeting people in the Destiny community that I've been interacting with for a lot, long time. Uh, made a bunch of new friends, met some friends that I've been playing with regularly. Um, it was it was a fucking blast. Um, um, what did I do? I and I'll talk about this actually, but I did meet one of the developers that I talked about a few weeks ago um, and played their game. Uh, it's called Little Littlewood. Um, and then uh, fucking Guardian Con, like as a conference, as a convention, had so much shit going on. All the different panels, all the things they did. This year felt like like the culmination of what they'd been working towards because it's, it is still a new convention but this year compared to last year the convention center felt a little bit empty like there was a lot of empty space uh, but there's still plenty of people this year it was packed start like 
from one end of the hall to the other. There was a long stretch of hallway that had um, easily a hundred plus different kinds of game stations set up, Tyler. I'm talking about nice. PS4s, Xbox Ones, Xbox 360s, the original Xbox, PS2, PS1, nice. arcade machines. They had a Guitar Hero arcade machine. They had older uh, consoles set up as well. And I'm talking about on CRT TVs as well. They had it all. Did they have an Ouya? I didn't actually go around and look. I doubt they might have had an Ouya. <laughs> okay, they okay. No, they didn't they have didn't. it all. They had the good stuff. At least. Okay, they had all the good stuff. There that, we go. Yeah, that was put on by Texas Gamer Lounge, and they have they've done that for I think PAX and another convention. I'm I can't remember. Uh, they did for one of the packs, so that's pretty cool that they've uh, worked with them. Um, they have uh, the I will say apart from meeting all the amazing uh, streamers and content creators, um, I wanna say I feel bad for the hotel staff. Because this is kind of like a one-stop everything, right? You stay in the hotel, then it's like a five-minute walk. You get to the convention center. You don't have to leave. Uh, there's restaurants on site. There's bars on site. They had no fucking idea what what hit them. So they've had conventions there before. Um, this is a Rose and Shingle Creek. They've done the PGA Tour there, the golf, whatever, Masters was there recently. They've done other conventions before. But they've. Do I don't think they've had people like us. That first night, it took... 45 minutes to get a drink at anywhere you go they 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 weren't prepared i don't think they had the staff for it because they're like oh yeah another a convention sure uh it will be fine yeah nick yeah this is my ignorance with florida yeah and it may sound a little racist okay so get ready for this it's fine you're do American. you know what the do you know what the primary race would be around that hotel um it was very mixed actually um, bath salters. What? Bath salt. Oh, okay. Crazy people. Yeah, okay. That is a race. Well, I mean, <laughs> but not, I would guess not as much in, in Orlando, but I don't know too much about Orlando, so I'm not going to say anything there. I'm going to say this uh, with uh, general ideas. 90% of all the clickbait news articles that involve in America or American come from Florida. Yeah. So the fact you're telling me that they see people dressed up like, <laughs> well, I mean, eight six, yeah, but it is. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I get where you're going with this now. Um, They're happy you're wearing something. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it was a good time regardless. I just think that hotel staff they were friendly. They were they were amazing. But then you know, even the food, certain times of the day, you'd wait you know thirty forty minutes for your food. Um, I think they were just. Um, um, honestly, they're just not ready for this kind of crowd. Um, Understaffed at that yeah, point. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just like they didn't have people on shift. And then so I was there for another extra day after the convention. And then I noticed when the bars were empty that that's when they had all the people. So I, I'm guessing what happened was there was a schedule made beforehand. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. We don't need to call in Susan or Timmy. We're fine. And then weekend send came the and battalions. they're like, send in the big guys. And then everybody's there and they're like, there's nobody fucking here. <laughs> Why are we here? We still get paid, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but it was a good time and they've uh, formed a partnership and it's going to go on for the next uh, two years at least, I'm pretty sure. Um, the, the other main news uh, before we move on to games, because we are a video game podcast, is they've rebranded yeah. from Guardian Con to GCX. Uh, gaming oh, convention experience, I think, or expo. Um, I was just uh, not the ADD on you. Know, no, that's fine. I just imagined the John Travolta meme where he's just like, you know, waving his hands around. I was like, where's all the people <laughs> we're supposed to serve? 
I mean, that's essentially what it was like. Um, but yeah, they've rebranded. This year was insane because they had, um, you know, they had uh, Bungie come out and give out raid belts, like uh, WWE belts, but for uh, the raids and world first clears to all the teams that have done it since Destiny 1. Um, and they nice. had Big Show present. Like the Big Show? Yeah, like the Big Show. The guy that does the motherfucking showstopper, the yes. Big Show? Yeah, no, he was there. That- he was on the floor this oh. year. I don't give a shit because I don't care for wrestling, but I Titan? know about his stuff outside of like wrestling, and he's a good dude. But he was there. He plays, uh, he plays Destiny. I'm pretty sure that's why he was there. He was so excited to be there too. No shit. Yeah. So I mean, Paul Donald White the second, aka the Big Show, was. <laughs> yeah. No. Th- this, uh, did this he have was, the beard? Yeah, yeah. He had the beard. He had everything. I see. Did he have a big beard? Yeah, he had a big beard. Oh big, man. A big beard oh, only for the man. Big Show. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, uh, during the wrestling days, he had to keep it short, yeah. but you know. And then I got to meet the, um, you know, got to meet uh, the voice actresses, uh, voice actress for Maya from Borderlands, and the face of Angel from Borderlands, uh, the actor who plays her. So that was pretty cool too. Um, yeah, like all in all, it was a great trip. Um, I'm a little bit more energized now, but I've just come back to fuckload of work, schoolwork to do. So. Um, that's that's GuardiCon. If uh, you know, if anybody wants to talk to me about it or ask me about it, uh, I hope somebody will. Please, we're desperate for correspondence. Um, but uh, yeah, just come find me or look at all the amazing pictures. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions before we move on, Tyler? Nick, where can we support St. <laughs> <laughs> Jude's the charity? See, that's I can't. I can't even hit you. I can't even hit you with that link because they changed the um, the thing, right? So hang on, let me just make sure. Um, it is, uh, Gaming Community Expo, I'm pretty sure now. It, yes. It's so weird, uh, when you meet somebody. Uh, sorry, I'm still, like, starstruck that you got to make eye contact, or at least look at the big show. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm, je- um, I'm jealous, man. I am <laughs> jealous. Um, yeah, this year was, uh, this year was big, and it's... It's always going to be Guardian Con. So next year is Guardian Con 2020. They already sold. They're already selling the tickets right now. It's going to be Guardian Con in my heart. But they are doing good things with a focus on not only charity but also on community because there's a bigger push for indie developers to be there this year. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So on Twitter, you'll now find them at GCX Event. Um, their website is called GCXEvent.com. Simple enough. Straight and to the point. Yeah. Um. So we are a video game podcast. Um, yes, we are. I've got a lot of catching up to do on a lot of things. Um, but Tyler, tell me about a game you've been playing. A game I've been playing? Apparently you've been playing this game a lot. Maybe. Yes. Yeah? A little. Just a little bit? A lot. Yeah. Mm. So on Steam, it says that I've played for 137 hours. Okay. In the, the two weeks technically since i started it how much of that was you in in like uh your inventory or like on the title screen i would say about 24 hours okay so three maybe four times that means at the very least nick i played at least 100 hours of this game in the past two weeks welcome to the dark side friend i've been playing a lot of motherfucking stardew valley a lot nick yeah yeah I went from not understanding what's going on, I'll, I'm just going to do what makes me happy, to kegs, 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 <laughs> sheds, sheds, sheds. I am wholly addicted. Like, yeah. bad. Like, this is World of Warcraft scary. I haven't called in sick from work yet. Yet. The operative yet. word being yet there. 
it's scary how much time I've put in playing this game, Nick. Yeah. I'm currently in winter of year two right now. Okay. Uh, I, uh... I've com- all those things where I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to do this in time. I've completed everything I could possibly. Well, not everything. I've done so much, uh, such as completing the community center and all that stuff and whatnot, that by the end of the year, when I finish winter this year, uh, grandpa will shine on me and give me that statue. I looked it up. I understand what I needed. Yeah. I have it. I did get that greenhouse uh, by the winter of year one. And I, you know, I'm going down the route to where I'm making but fuck tons and that is a metric unit in this case of money yeah like i don't know what to do with it at this point and during winter i'm still making wine and all that stuff using all the fruit and stuff i'm collecting my only thing i can think of doing it during winter is going down in the uh the skull caverns yeah get iridium so i can make chrysalariums so i can mass produce diamonds because i have all the sprinklers i could possibly want iridium already i have all the tools upgraded already Nick, I seriously don't know what I'm supposed to do at this point besides make more money. Like, this is Spaceballs the movie, the quest to make more money. Uh, did you get your uh, uh, galaxy sword? <laughs> Nick, I got like six of those prismatic shards <laughs> sitting in the chest. Of course I got the damn All sword. Right. Um, I, fuck, I had I so many game, prismatic dude. shards that I sold one and then donated one, Nick. Like, they keep raining me with fortunes and whatnot, but at this point, I got a garden that is about 80% of my... Like, I, I, I'm i growing about 750 crops this season. Do you have a dinosaur yet? I don't have a dinosaur. How do you get a dinosaur, Nick? Don't do this to me, Nick. Nick, please stop. <laughs> Why did you do this? You have me mildly interested, Nick. Nick no, no, please stop. How hard is it to get the dinosaur neck? Um, it's all RNG. You basically, you know, um, you have to find a dinosaur egg and you just put it in the incubator. How do you find a dinosaur egg, Nick? Um, how I got it, I don't know if it's the only way, but but just by uh, digging where the worms are. Um, you just it's RNG. Oh, like uh, okay, the ancient artifact spots. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, you'll get like an ancient egg or something, and then you can either donate it or you can put it in the incubator or you could sell it. Absolutely. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's something easy I can see and do. Yeah. I, it's so weird because during like the first year and then the uh, first half of the second year, I had to do this weird transition of like, uh, I got to balance out how much wood I you know, plant and all the trees I plant so I can get wood when I mine, when I need to get copper, when I need to get iron and all that stuff. I got a section of trees for the oak resin to make the kegs. To suddenly, I'm making fucking money. I don't need to go mining for this shit. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks over here can buy his own iron ore now. <laughs> and so it's turned into the point where I make money so I can get the ore to make more kegs and whatnot so I can make yet more money. And I'm making so many crops that I'm keeping up with this pace. The only thing that's thrown me back at this point is the oak resin. I can't buy oak resin. I can't throw money at these trees to produce more oak resin. You just have to wait. So... I have to wait, and I need to double my uh, oak resin supply right. because I, I like I got hundreds upon hundreds of each of the materials I need, except for the oak resin. So if that's what's holding me back, then why would I not, you know, plant more oak trees at this point? Well, um, I mean, you can also go uh, tap the trees outside of your farm. That is also true. Problem is, though, I'm guessing there's about 30 trees, let's say, out in the wild. That well, okay, let's say 50, 50 oak trees out in the wild. That's fair, right? Sure. 
I, I I'm I'm currently at like 60 trees in the farm right now, Nick. So I mean that would double that, but hey, I would have to walk around the entire town every time I know they're up, or I could plant another hundred and just go full in. Well, I mean, yeah, I you, you also have your shit. horse. Remember, you can just go around really quick, zoom, zoom. Yeah, like I don't have a horse yet. Ah, you don't have a horse. I yet. know, right? Who are you I romancing? Uh, I have very, very romanced the hell out of Abigail. Abigail? Uh, we now have a child. Really? Yep. Yep. She's married to me. Uh, she's only threatened the divorce once. Good choice. And uh, <laughs> I know, right? Thank you. And uh, we do have a child named Lucy. Okay. Okay. So, Did you get the uh, max and biggest well. house, too? I would imagine if you're going for kegs, you're at least close to getting the cellar. Oh, yeah. I got the cask as well. So, okay. you know, I nice. got nice. the 108 cask underground ready. Right. Yeah. You were asking me about casks. Yeah. yeah. Do you see the optimal layout and stuff? Yes. Yeah. I like, I have <laughs> gone like min maxing everything, Nick. Like, right now, I have ancient, uh, ancient fruit growing in the greenhouse because okay. that's the best stuff I can grow that's consistent. So I got that pumping in into my kegs to turn into wine, which I'm keeping under the cellar. That way I can get max profits out of that. Meanwhile, I have so much cranberries up my ass. I don't know what to do with them besides obviously throwing in more kegs because I want money. And I'm waiting for summer next year because last uh, year two for starfruit, starfruit takes 13 days to grow. Yep. There's 28 days in the year. Yep. So you can get two harvests at least. Normally, yes. My problem is, A, I can't plant that much and water them all in the same night. I can't plant all of them in the same night. And so if I got to plant part of them in year two, that ruins the cycle. Or so I thought. Big Brain Tyler over here discovered that there's a little something called Deluxe Speed Grow. Yep. And so next year, you know, year three during the summer, I'm going to have this, you know, Deluxe Grow. And it, it's going to knock off like four days on each one of them. They should be able to get in three harvests. Well, at, at least three days. Like, I can, I can totally, you know, get four, you know, just giant batches of star fruit. I'm so excited for that, Nick. Have you had any mushroom trees yet? Mushroom trees? Yeah. Um, there is speaking in tongues? What the fuck? Is no. A mushroom so tree? there is a random chance um, uh, that you'd wake up one day and you'll see some, if not all, of your trees have been turned into like giant mushrooms. And you can uh, cut them down. Um, I can't remember what they give you. But that's a random event that happens. Um, there are meteorites you know, that can land. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of that. It's kind of upsetting, actually. I haven't had a meteorite land. I haven't seen any special events. I haven't even had a void chicken yet. Oh, I think I have a void chicken on my master save file. And it's so weird because I would think that I would at least get one random event, but I haven't gotten anything. Right, right. Do you build the so slime... Hutch, oh, I can't remember what it's called. I, I know what you're talking about, like the slime construction building. Yeah. No, I haven't because I don't know what it's for, and therefore I don't see any use for it. That's Does fair. it make me money, Nick? I mean, you're already swimming in money. You could just do whatever you want at this point. I mean, I could make more money, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, there's you could max level everything. And uh, to put it in perspective, I don't have a lot of money since I'm current, always putting it right back in. But I have a high rate of money that uh, increases exponentially once I'm out of winter. Right, right. Right now I'm, you know, I'm coasting through. I'm trying to get more iridium. So oh, all right, yeah, it is winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm currently in a sandstill. I'm coasting through it. I'm hoping I got enough cranberries because I may have accidentally just opened up another shed with 67 more kegs. So I don't know how that's gonna, you know, impact uh, my my surplus. Right. It, it's it's so wild, Nick. But yeah. yeah, I played a lot of Stardew Valley. Well, um, keep you updated. Go go find the legendary fish. 
I could do that. Yeah, I, I really actually, like fishing. I loved fishing in Stardew Valley. It's one of my favorites. I'm level 10 in every skill. Like, fishing was my first 10. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, a, fan I, I it's a fantastic it. thing in the game, honestly. It's, I think uh, it's one of the few games that I can enjoy just standing there and fishing for hours. It stinks because money-wise at this point, for me, where I'm at, it's terrible. But yeah. fishing is just so peaceful. Like, at this point, I wouldn't fish for money. I would just fish because, eh, you know, it's a fun little mini yep. game. Only you need to use the mouse. Don't have to do anything else. Just relax. Enjoy yourself. Well, um, I'll leave you with this. Go find the witch if you haven't already. I uh, currently in the side quest where I need to uh, talk with uh, Krobus, I believe, the guy mm -hmm. in the sewer, who has the magic ink to, you know, uh, get past that stuff. I haven't gotten any further than that, so I have no idea where that's going to take me. Okay. Also, uh, Amanda's trying to give me great information by saying you can also tap the mushroom trees for more mushrooms. Right, that's what you could do. I couldn't. I was trying to remember what you could do, and yeah, that's tree, uh, tapping the mushroom trees gets you more mushrooms. But enough about Stardew Valley, Nick. Yep. <sighs> Sounds like you might have tried a new game. Yes, Littlewood, as I mentioned earlier. This is a game from a Orlando-based uh, developer. His name is Sean Young. Um, it is currently in early access on Steam. It is $15. I bit the bullet. I bought it. I've put about five-ish hours into it uh, since I got rookie. back. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, those are rookie numbers, but you don't have to write two, three essays. So... Damn! Oh, I apologize, <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done much gaming this week, but uh, so I wanted to focus on something new at least. Um... And I like it. It's it's an interesting little game. It's um it's a eight pixel eight eight pixel. I was gonna say eight pixel because I was thinking of eight bit pixely game. Um, nice, nice neck. You crashed on the Manka Pogs. <laughs> so shut the fuck up, dude. Um, hey old man, let me say what I want. <laughs> think of it. Think of it like um, what did what did they say? It's a game I had never played. I can't remember. Uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, meets kind of like Stardew Valley, where um, okay. you're this you're this uh, great hero who lost his memory. Plot simple enough. You wake up in this uh, little shack in a section of the woods, and now you're tasked with rebuilding the town. Hmm. So you go Sounds around familiar. collecting material, just put up houses, um, and then you, you know you get blueprints from whatever villagers come in. New villagers come in. You want to convince them to stay. Um, you get more blueprints. You just go around building and collecting things. Um, it's a very relaxing game. Um, it has an energy level uh, thing that expends based on action, but there's no time like in Stardew Valley, so you can just walk around the whole day if you wanted. Um, nice. Yeah, no, it's it, it it's an interesting interesting concept. They're still working on a lot of the um, you know in like seasonal events for each season and stuff, but it does go twenty eight days a season. Um, you can grow things, plant trees. Uh, you can um, build up, so you can you can elevate things as much as you want. You can remove ground as much as you want until you're left with the lake. Uh, so if you want, you can build yourself a mount uh, you know mountain and put your house at the top of it. Um, it does give you a lot of uh, freedom that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what more I could say about the game except I'm having fun. Um, like, go check it out, Littlewood. Um, go look at the trailers. It is a very you like said it's yeah, fifteen dollars on Steam, right? Something like that. Yeah, uh, I paid uh, Canadian or Can I paid seventeen Canadian. Ah, okay, that's yeah. Fair. Um, so I think it is 14 US or something. Um, it is going to come on, come out on the Switch uh, soon. Uh, I was talking to the developer, uh, Mr. Young, 
Um, he did say that they had plans in about five or six months uh, to put it out on the Switch. They they had already they have been approved for it to be on the Switch. So it's just about getting a uh, working um, uh, version for it. Um, so it looks like the game has been out for a month already. And I've seen somebody play this game before. I just realized. Yes, I was watching somebody. I was thrown off because it, I was looking at them playing Stardew Valley, but uh, they were not playing Stardew Valley. I thought it was a arcade game for Stardew Valley because it looks so similar. Yeah, it is. And, it is a uh, lot more simplified, but there's so many like they have different skills and you level up those skills by getting experience as you would in an RPG, except the uh, level cap, I believe, is 100 for all of them. Right, mm. so you've got you've got mining, wood cutting, gathering, bug catching, fishing, um, merchantry because you can open up like a thing and you know like a little uh, marketplace and sell whatever shit that you find in the world. Um, then you can form relationships with each and every one of the villagers that comes and joins your thing. Um, and once you get up to a certain level, you can start dating them, and I think you can take it up to marriage. I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, you know, there's uh, at least one event a week I've found so far, and a lot of them right now are um, unfinished. Um, but uh, it he has marked down ideas and like names and stuff for them, so uh, that that was pretty cool. Um, there are different areas, different worlds that you can go to, and I would imagine as uh, more content comes out, there are more worlds that you can explore. So it's like little, let's say it's a little 64 by 64 map, right, that you're given. Um, you can take a little airship that'll take you to the endless forest, where uh, from there you can go into one uh, uh, map that's. Uh, procedurally generated for you and you can go around cut wood and collect whatever items you can do the same with i think it's called the dust caverns and then you can go the down and you can go caverns. mine and then you also have a port city you can visit where you can go find um unique traders uh selling different things that you wouldn't normally find or uh, resources that you might need um yeah it's 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 super it's it's very interesting because i've gotten very much like absorbed into it um very much like stardew valley but it hasn't made me like think or like want to be efficient like stardew valley has because when i first started playing stardew valley and it, like you've uh, you've um uh, communicated the same uh, sentiment like you're just kind of like yeah i'll figure it out i'll just do this you know i'll just fish you know maybe i'll just focus on you know cutting whatever after my like yeah, on my second each day on. yeah on my second save file i was like all right this is what I need to do to get optimal growing time. In, the, in like on day one, I'm like, all right, I need to plant these parsnip seeds now, so that I can go immediately get all this wood, so I can build the bridge, so that I can start planning out the barn, and then make sure that I've got silos ready. But by the end of this month, so that I can afford a, a tree, you know, <laughs> like so I can afford a fruit tree, and then I'm gonna put every keg I can think of in the quarry <laughs> to fill it up. That way, I can have 200 extra <laughs> kegs over there. I am gonna put uh, like you know. 80 different fruit trees, uh, you know, for each season over in Pelican Town because I can fucking do that and that's the way I want it. I'm going to make some money. Can you imagine? I'm going to start the save file naming the ID of a diamond. That way, there's a glitch whenever I talk to somebody and they say my name, it gives me a diamond. So by day two, I'm going to have $220,000 because I had somebody go, say my name, say my name, give me a fucking diamond because my name is the ID. Fun fact, that's actually true. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Bullshit. Please. Also, you can. Please. I don't. I have not played it as much as you have apparently now, but I know still. Oh, I'm sorry, Mister One Two Three Clap <laughs> Teacher. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I had fun with it. it was It was nice to meet uh, uh, Sean. I I didn't get a chance to talk to him because, uh, or at least for a long time, because we had to go off and do things. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, that's Littlewood. I would encourage if you're just looking for, like, a kickback kind of chill because it is very well optimized for controller. There's really, there's only, like, two or three action buttons. Um, mm. uh, so it's like, uh, this was an Xbox controller. So A or X is, like, select, right? B or, like, circle is um, either cancel or when you press it up when you not don't have anything up, it opens up your inventory or your, or your menu. Now, and then you've got the R1 for run, sprint. You're enjoying this on the PC. Do you think it would have been more fun if you had it on the Switch? I think I that wouldn't make a difference. It depends on your like gamer lifestyle. If you're a portable gamer, I think it would be fun on the Switch to have as like on the go as oh pastime. That 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 is a touchstone to step on right there, Nick. I I I you're a portable gamers or gamer if you if you if you carry no 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 with, I'm not talking it's just with our our topic of the show essentially oh right I did, I wasn't even thinking about that no I'm not trying to insult people who play games in the go Nick uh, God damn I do it, it every Kyle, time I'm in the past you're trying to keep them oh yeah we're we're gonna <laughs> lose. you want to lose fans let's talk political okay let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> So, Nick, marijuana use, tell me about it. I mean, I could. It's legal here. Nothing yeah, not wrong with it. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's that's Littlewood. Um, I'd encourage anybody to go check it out. Um, it is Again, it is early access, but for an indie dev, I think um, that kind of, that's kind of needed. I've I've never been a fan of early access games for AAA titles or AAA publishers or publishers that have funds. But for for a dev that doesn't have the funds and and it's a game that they want to make work with the community, um, stuff like this, I'm usually okay with giving them you know buying into the early access um, um, idea. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. Let's see uh, how it turns out because I think uh, he has a chance, and it, I mean it does look promising. I was allured by it, and clearly you are too. Yeah, especially if it was one of the first things I did when I got home. I immediately bought it and downloaded it, and I'm like, all right, cool. And it's a small game too. It's like 150 meg- 190 megabytes or something. Wow. There's only one other game that's fantastically good that's about that size. Yep. The Stardew Valley. All time. The fuck you just say? Nothing. What did you say? What are you talking about? I was talking about Terraria. I- all right, so moving on. Um... We we here at at Casual Master Quest like to are uh, in a, a very terrible uh, position <laughs> here because uh, wait I gotta ask myself a, a tough question right now I just realized this Terraria versus Stardew Valley oh shit son <laughs> <laughs> what game do I enjoy more if I had to vouch a game to somebody to play on you know the PC or on the Switch I mean it might actually affect you know decision depending on what platform. Do I enjoy Stardew Valley or Terraria more? Well, I would imagine you have a consider- consider- considerably more hours on Terraria than you do have on Stardew Valley. But the fact that you have 100 hours on Stardew Valley means that you're able to at least come up with some sort of um, um, reasonable yeah, I got arguments. How many, uh, uh, 1,500? What do you mean? On Terraria. Oh, Terraria, I'm only just a little bit under 800. Okay, okay. So, you know, um, a couple hours. Yeah, so, like, the amount of time you have in Terraria does overshadow the amount of time you have in Stardew Valley, but it's not like you have, you know, 10 hours on Stardew, so you're like, ah, oh, this game's garbage. So, uh... If you it sucks, ask, burn it to the ground, 7 out of 10. Let's, um, I'll, we'll do this. I'll, I'll let you muse over this for the week. 
and then we'll come back to it next week and then we'll have like a full-blown terraria versus stardew valley debate oh my gosh are you seriously gonna make me do this because i was not gonna answer the question right here <laughs> you're not answering the question right here you're answering the question next week fantastic we'll see what happens it's like <laughs> asking me horizon zero dawn versus breath of the wild i'm not answering that yeah and th- that, i'm, n- I'm right. not answering right. that question you've answered that in confidence i'll tell you that much i'm not answering that question all right fair nick fair. modular segment master um, host you look great today thank you so do you that was a coffee mug who are you supporting today um i am supporting the vancouver aquarium so for our audio listeners i am holding up oh. a coffee mug that i bought from the vancouver aquarium with an octopus on it because octopus oh. are tight especially the single octopus that they had the, which i'd never seen until our visit to the vancouver aquarium the power of casual master quest summoned that motherfucker from its cove Kraken and then been it just released. completely was like it was like hey i was here all the time what are you guys talking about i always come out <laughs> Um, it was like completely chill. Like it went from like I'm hiding forever to sup. So, um, as I was saying before, um, here, especially when I take over the show notes, I like to bring a little bit more of a uh, uh, look into like shit that's going on in the industry. And over the last few months, we've had things happen with content creators, professional um, players, and organizations in regards to contracts specifically. Um, I do not want to name any names, just because it's not it's not a discussion about the people. Oh, you know, I'm 100% sure, especially because there was a recent debate that sparked up, and I just really don't want to get any names because it's not about the people. Um, it's about, um, at least this conversation that I wanted to have is more about the ethics of it. Um, well, the problem is, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, what is so, all the shit that's going on between uh, nondescript streamers slash pro players and organizations? So, um, basically, long story short, you have a, you know, 18, 19 year old um, streamer uh, at the peak of his uh, performance um, in, in whatever uh, game you like, whatever competitive uh, shooter game peak of his performance um he's a streamer getting you know all the attention whatever you, and then you're an organization you're like huh this kid looks like uh, we'd he'd be fun to pick up you know it'd be good to pick up it'd be good for us it'd be good for him we can work together we can you know form whatever brand identity he can do good things for us he can become a flag you know flagship person and then we can grow as a team let's give him a contract and then as a 19 year old you're making all of this money right Let's say spe- oh, yeah. this is all speculatory. Let's say you're pulling in twenty thousand a month, right? Um, you're nineteen year old. You're pulling in twenty thousand a month. You get handed a contract that promises you more, without any knowledge, prior knowledge of business practices. You're just a kid who's playing games. How much of that contract would you read, or how would you know that you'd have to read all of that contract? Oh, I mean, I would read all of it, whether or not I would en- understand like all the stipulations and whatnot would be a different thing. Like, right. That would be absolutely need to get a lawyer to parse through that kind of stuff right. but as a 19 year old i'd probably be like i see a bigger number therefore i sign it yeah i have no idea though yeah like so, for, like even like going younger because this has happened with 16 and 17 year olds as well like especially if you do things on such a public platform and if all you're thinking about you know sure you're having fun streaming making content making connections but now uh this this pro organizations approached you with this offer with more money when you're already pulling in all this money and maybe you have beer goggles 
Do you know what I mean? Like maybe you just don't see, you choose not to see parts of the contract that could be potentially harming in the future. Yeah, I can see it. Um, see. So now you have people, um, you know, a lot of these professional um, players, uh, streamers coming out saying, all right, listen, the contract was garbage. These people have tried to you know, screw me over. They're taking whatever money. And then the organizations are like, you signed the contract. <laughs> you knew what you were signing. Um, but then going back and forth between whether the contract was legally b- binding or whether some of it was um, uh, could potentially be an issue in the future. Because the issue is that not a lot of these organizations are, at least from my understanding, depending on the state as well, not a lot of these organizations are recognized as official organizations in some cases. And so mm. some of the contracts are not, or at least some of the terms in the contract are can be binding and some of it can't be binding. Um, so basically like everything that's been happening has changed the way that organizations are signing on people and making sure that people are reading their contracts, eh? And also organizations ensure that they're not setting themselves up for failure in the future or at least for scandal. Um, and I'm wondering what kind of effect this is going to like splash back onto the gaming industry as a whole. The gaming industry, okay. Because uh, it, it is not a far it is not a far cry from the truth to state that um, influencers in the similar boat, maybe. Yeah, like that's I can see them. That that's what streamers are essentially, right? I mean, honestly, most people know that people who you know are trying to make it big on Twitch and all that stuff, they only have you know so many years before they either get burnt out from playing the game or they just you know they lose track. I mean, when you think of, like, big-name League of Legends players, like, the big one I think of is, like, uh, I'm a cutie pie. He, he was well-known back in the day. He's still a fantastic uh, League of Legends player. And he still pulls the numbers, but he's, you know, slowly falling and falling away from being that, you know, number one most viewed person on Twitch kind of thing. And then, of course, there's people like uh, Tyler1 and all that stuff that came up. And it's it's an old flame th- uh, thing. So when you see the, uh, you know, the, the, the trend on the graph of it starting to go down, but then you see like, uh, you know, somebody offering a pick me up of sorts and you're thinking, this is my second wave. I'm going to ride it. Or maybe you're at the top and you're worried that you're going to plateau. I can see why people would make the jump. But at the same time, these companies are not here for your benefit. They're here to make money. And so you're just as likely to run a risk of, you know, falling apart by yourself as you are with this company. But the company is more than happy to, you know, screw you over if it means saving them, you know, some money here. Uh, I'm I'm sure there's some companies that are, you know, that try to do right by their influencers for obvious reasons, because if they screw the influencer over, then they're going to, you know, rebel and say a lot of nasty shit. But I don't really hear a lot of, uh, you know, very reputable, good to goody two-shoe companies that are using influencers in the first place. I mean, not to, you know, throw any shade at, you know, certain Microsoft, uh, you know, based uh, <laughs> video game companies or anything like that. Or, you know, say something like EA, but honestly, uh, at that point, you're just a salary man under the uh, the developer title. So, honest, you know, you've given up your individualism the moment you sign up to something like that. So, I mean, it's a change of pace and people just don't realize it. That's fair. And I think also a part of the co- issue is um, because orgs like to sign 
generally younger players, or at least like to start with them so that they can build a long-term relationship with them, keep them on around just in case of the chance that they do get, you know, super mega big and stuff and so that they can profit long-term, uh, you know, both parties at least. I think part of the issue is that we're not being educated on legal ethics or at least the basic do's and don'ts, right? So Oh, we are just by the wrong people. <laughs> That's fair. That that's a fair point too, um, I, because when you look at some of these people, they're like, "Hell yeah! Like I'll sign. You're gonna give me a million dollars a year just to keep doing this. All right, I'll sign." And then you know, uh, this is probably gonna get as close to to me naming names. And then all of a sudden, you find a clause a few few years later that they're taking eighty percent of your winnings. Um, so um, yeah, it's just I you know I thought about it. And I'm like, this is probably at least a public negative backlash is probably going to push us towards thinking more about um, workers in the game industry in general, be it whether you're a content creator, whether you're working as a developer, because video games have risen to be the most profitable entertainment industry in the last two or three years. And people need to be protected, I think at least. Um, right. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering whether we'll ever get to a point where we don't have to worry about a shitty studio or at least a greedy studio shutting down or uh, skimming off uh, their workers. What? No, that's never happened, Nick. I still think of Dead Space every fucking day. Uh, Dead Space was that's a telltale sign that the end's coming. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd say that was a there was a bunch joke. of other companies that say it. Uh, fuck, I'm blanking now. There was something I was going to say. Like, Nick yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Bungie. So, with Bungie, there was a, um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a gun that they buffed, but they didn't realize that buffing it would cause it to be one of the most broken weapons in the game. Um, and then they said, listen, we we know it's broken, but we already have a patch in the, uh, like, uh, incoming, like, patch in the pipeline for us to take that patch out and put more man hours into fixing this gun uh, in this current patch uh, would cause us to, um, well, what did they say, um, go into crunch time that, that they wanted to avoid with Shadow Keep coming up because they already had their departments busy. They're like, you're just going to have to live with it for a little bit. And so we're kind of seeing that transparency now from a lot of the developers where they're like, listen, we don't want to put any more crunch time. Um, a, even if they're doing it for a selfish reason, even if they're like, we don't want to put people on, under crunch time because we just don't want to look like bad guys. I still think that's a good thing. In the short term, at least. Honestly, I wouldn't trust uh, any of these. New it, it just sucks because I have this weird mentality that uh, a lot of those new upstart companies or whatnot that are trying to make uh, new business ventures in any kind of uh, bubble like this are the kind of people that are more than happy to step on toes just to get what they want because, you know, it's like, oh, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. We got to make our place and, you know, settle down before everybody gets in on it. And, I don't know, just the idea, the way you describe the contract uh, with that information doesn't even sound like a contract. It sounds like either a pure scam or just an insurance policy that would have paid out if he didn't do so hot. And and that's, uh, bottom line, I'm not I'm not here sitting point fingers, but with contracts and stuff, please, no matter how old you are, just, just read your contracts. Um, make sure you know who you're working with. Um... Yeah. Nick, they're over 18. They're legally adults, especially if it's in the United States. I'm not saying that they are idiots, because 
let's be real, anybody, including us, you know, when we were 18, <laughs> 19 years old, yeah, we no. were fucking morons. Like, you know, living with that, uh, owning up to the responsibility or, like, consequences of your actions, that's one thing, too. But at least my, like, parting advice for this is just, please try and read your contracts, even if nobody's told you beforehand. Read your contracts, I'm- start to bottom. I mean, high school, like, the things they try to train us for real life and whatnot. The D.A.R.E. program, you know, drug abuse <laughs> resistance, that, that failed miserably. Because that probably shit, pushed actually. That probably pushed more people into it. It did. It literally did. I'm not kidding. Statistically, it was shown. Thank you, Adam Conover, and Adam Bruins Everything for teaching me this one. It actually helped people by providing information about drugs that made them feel better than just <laughs> marijuana. Whoops. Uh, you know, like sex education, aka teaching or teaching us abstinence and whatnot. There is no high school class or whatnot that taught us how to handle very interested businessmen that come uh, onto you saying, "Hey, I'll give you money if you'll do this for me." There's no warning signs. <laughs> uh, stranger danger is not going to work for something like this. So they're young and dumb, and they just see numbers in front of them, and they're going to jump on it. Yep. And I, I feel bad, but there's we're not ever trained for something like that. No, we're not. And that was my sentiment too. But um, yeah, um, be careful. It's it's a rough world out there. Yes. So the people who are making twenty thousand dollars a month and are getting propositions by those evil bad guy company groups, listen to us. Yeah, we know everything. <laughs> we're mid twenty years old. <laughs> Um, all right, so that was a little bit Decorated of Decorated veterans of the 18-year-old society. <sighs> that was a little bit of a uh, serious conversation there, kind of. Um, oh, okay. Whoops, but, I goofed but, off No, there. it's okay. You're fine, Tyler. I'm just moving us on into the topic of the show. And this week, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Lite, Tyler. The Nintendo Switch Lite. My apologies. It's not the Nintendo Lite. It's not a but it subsidiary has a of Nintendo. Why does it need another Switch Lite? <laughs> um... Tyler, do you want to tell us about the Switch Lite? Absolutely. Before we continue, I want to say that in the show notes, there are two major links. One is for the Nintendo site that, you know, showcases the Switch Lite. And then there's one by uh, CNET, uh, headlined by Scott Stein, which I'd like to thank. I'm a big fan of CNET. Uh, I know not personally, obviously, uh, Jeff Bacalar, uh, who is a, a well-known author for articles about technology, about stuff like this. But Scott Stein, Christine Stein, I like to say Stein, Stein, it's Stein. My point is, I am not going to trust a fucking thing that's shown on the Nintendo website. When I see a diversity of happy people smiling and stuff like that, and somebody throwing it right into the side bag without any kind of protection, I don't trust any of this shit. Yeah, there were so more pictures than that. words. Yeah, I just put put that up there just to like, in case you were curious and you wanted to like actually try and pre-order. Is it even available for pre-order yet? I don't know. I don't think. Let me so. let me just check the site here. Um, I mean, two. it's probably on Amazon with like some stockholder image right now that you know they'll eventually convert oh, to that. Pre-order is coming soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Take us away, Tyler. For those who don't know, Nintendo uh, kind of you know mentioned something like this over the past couple of weeks, and it's finally taken a proper fruition. It is called the Nintendo Switch Lite. For those who don't know, Nintendo Switch Lite is supposed to be the I like to call the the final death knell of the 3DS because the Switch couldn't do that. Switch buried it, but the Switch Lite gets to you know throw in the dirt, gives in that last shuffle out of respect. God bless them. 
But uh, yes, the Nintendo Switch Lite is going to be $100 cheaper, people. Uh, Nintendo Switch is usually $300. This one's $200. So it's like a good, inexpensive way to get your hands on those Nintendo games that you know and love. But Nick, there's a couple of caveats. A couple of ones I'd like to you know, bring into a lot of question here. Oh, tell us about it. Mm. So, it comes with two Joy-Cons. <laughs> that you can't remove. Okay. You can't plug it into the TV. It's handheld only. No rumble. No rumble. What's up with that? What's up with that? Okay, um, before you carry on, I just want to point out one thing. Yeah. So, the Nintendo Switch, if you buy it, uh, like the original Nintendo Switch, if you buy it with the dock, it is three, 300, 350, something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 300 for us. The, the dock alone is 75 US. So let's put that down to the 225 for the Nintendo Switch. Under that logic. It's bullshit logic, but I, I totally understand where you're going with there. So just taking away the dock, the Nintendo Switch on its own versus the Nintendo Switch Lite, there's a $25 price difference. For, in my opinion, substantially more, substantially less performance. Mm, mm, mm. Let me adjust my flashing glasses here. But what happens if you want a more compact and solid design? Don't you want a screen that's smaller when you're, you know, handheld on the go? When I was on the airplane, I certainly would, you know, I would like to have a little bit smaller. They're also arguing that maybe the battery will last longer because it's using less power. <laughs> Nick doesn't know what to say to this. Okay, what are your thoughts? Do you like the Nintendo Switch Lite or no? Um, this- fr- from from initial like impression, honestly, I thought it was a pretty cool idea. Um. Because I thought it was a cool idea, but all it, honestly, all I could think of uh, was the PSP. Oh, God. Why would you utter those things? I mean, no, you said PSP. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you said something else, I'd be like, blasphemy. (laughs) Get that filthy trash words out of this house. But no, seriously. Not the house of Nintendo Lord. Um, And I think, I think this would have been a good move. And it might still be. I think this would have been a good move if we had a Switch 2 coming out. A Switch 2? Serious? Yes. Are you serious? No, I'm Harry Ron. Are you tough? No, okay, so So the apart from the resolution and sure that you know there's manually adjusted lighting, there's no auto adjust brightness like the uh, switch. So the switch light doesn't have uh, auto adjustive uh, adjusting brightness. You have to manually change the brightness settings much like a uh, 3DS or the DS. Um, it is, in my mind, a six, uh, spiritual successor to the 3DS. As you said, it, it is the final nail in the coffin. Um, I think that this would have been a good idea, or a better idea, if like, they put out... Like how Apple does, you have the iPhone 8 and you have the iPhone 8 Plus. Mm, right? Like so a you'd, Switch Pro or something. Yeah, yeah. Like so you'd have the Switch 2 and then you'd have the Switch Lite. Where, where the Switch 2 would be a lot more powerful, it can be dog, whatever the Switch does now is just a hardware upgrade. And then you have the Switch Lite, because apart from the screen size, I think you're just getting marginally less performance, from what I understand here, and you just can't plug it in anywhere. Uh, it's USB-C only. You, like, uh, just it, There's so much stuff about this that's being cut out that freaks me the heck out. Okay, so you can attach more Joy-Cons to it if you want to. But I don't know how you're going to hold it up because it doesn't even have a kickstand. So make sure you get yourself a Hori stand, which, you know, that's not going to be absolutely free. It does come with this cord. Bless. What's up, Nick? It looks are like we, you are we talking about the Switch Lite and the Joy-Cons? 
Yes, the Switch Lite. You can add more uh, Joy-Cons to oh, it. Oh, you can add more. Okay, you're talking it. about more Joy-Cons. Sorry, like, to be I'm like, oh, wait, what are you putting it on a stand for and you're just going to hold it like a racing wheel? Yeah, I mean, if you want to play, like, Mario Kart or something with your friends, right. you're not going to be able to use the Joy-Cons. But there's no kickstand. Uh, it does have extra vents on the, the top. And uh, that, <laughs> that's good, technically. But it's strictly handheld. It has a 5.5-inch screen versus the 6.2 that we're used to. So we are going from the Vita, I said the words, to the PSP in this version. It's going to be smaller. It's going to be more compact. There is a little bit of concern because if the Joy-Con is, you know, if one of them becomes defunct for whatever reason, you are screwed. Like, super screwed. But, which is which is a valid concern, but how many, how many hard, or... Um, how do I phrase this? How many hardware issues have people had with Nintendo products in general? I mean, lately, when especially when the Switch came out, a lot. Do you, do you not for, uh, remember all the issues with the, the left Joy-Con? Okay, a no. A lot of them uh, went uh, defunct, and uh, even Brandon and I and Nick, I believe, also had problems with this. Okay, no, I did not know about the... Because uh, all I could think about is um, with how long my 3DS, my DS lasted with no issues... Uh, with Nintendo's design philosophy because I remember watching a documentary a couple of years ago or like a mini doc or something uh, where the idea behind their products when they design their products um, is that they're designing it with kids in mind so you mm. want to they want to be able to drop it from wherever usually and not have it break after you know just one or two falls I mean, you say that, and I had a 2DS, and it fell from my hands onto a cement floor and just completely destroyed the system in one hit. Yeah, but how much how much faith did Nintendo really have in the 2DS? Okay, so you're completely backpedaling on the doorstop. Okay, I see where that's going. Listen, Great. I don't know what you're talking about. All I'm saying <laughs> is, um, I don't know, I think I'm, I'm okay with this. It's not like I'm upset by this, because I did do quite a bit of I, I should add that on the list but i was playing quite a few games while i was flying actually and let's say what about the 3ds with super smash brothers when people were using the thumbsticks and they just got ripped right off because they used never had much. that experience and nick in the chat is saying that the 3ds uh, had a lot of issues with the l and r buttons breaking i you never had the issue so since you never had that issue, your logic is nintendo's products must be the finest quality yes. because they have children in mind this is, therefore this is fact. they would very rarely break okay that's that's fair i mean there's also been incredible stories where somebody had a truck run over a cartridge of like uh super smash brothers for the nintendo 64 and they popped it in and it still worked that's amazing nintendo ladies and gentlemen give them a round of applause we're also going to ignore the whole time you know nintendo 64 controller back in the day where like after a year it became increasingly rare to find a 64 controller where the the thumbstick wasn't like laying over to the left or whatnot because the spring that held it in place like gave up and died. Never heard of that issue ever. Never faced that Therefore, issue. Therefore, it didn't exist. Did what well, about the exist. time where the uh, the yellow C stick for the game controller started sticking or going in the wrong direction, causing a lot of issues with that? Never heard of it. Not a thing. What well, about the left thumb stick one? <laughs> Not a thing. Nothing. Okay. Maybe I'm just losing it here. 100%. I could be making stuff up at this rate. Um, I see this as a good thing for. Um, like certain types of games to because there are certain types of games that that are on the switch that you know would be like i like there's some games i've seen like that would be a fantastic 3ds game in the sense not that to can prolong the life of the 3ds but it still has that kind of feeling 
you know, when you're sitting in the back of a car or you're traveling around or you're just sitting on your couch and you're just playing something, right? I have found at times, just because of my handheld history, like I had the Advance, then I had the DS Lite, and then I had the 3DS, the Switch at times is a little bit much for a, for certain games, in, just in terms of size. Hmm. I think there is only one Nintendo system since the Super Nintendo that I can give full credit that feels like it's almost indestructible in their quality. And I'm going to say it's the Nintendo Wii. Uh, especially the controllers. The problem is, though, the controllers are so indestructible that there was no immovable object when <laughs> the wrists yeah, no, yeah, band no. started snapping and they went into windows and TVs. I'm pretty sure so the, as long as you've been treating it fairly, you, you wouldn't be able to find a Nintendo Wii system that hasn't has any major issues. Right, there might be scuff marks and whatnot, yeah. but I've never heard of Yeah, one those things, I, actually, like, now that I think about it, those things are resilient as fuck. The Wiimote controllers, they're so dangerously perfect and, like, not taking abuse <laughs> that you you would have to put a half-inch rubber condom on top of them. <laughs> I remember of Nintendo, that. Nintendo, <laughs> so they had to resist lawsuits. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would mail them to you for free. <laughs> um, oh, what, the Wiimote condoms. What were, what were your thoughts on the Switch, like? Tyler. Oh, I'm going to say, I thought you said the Switch, like, Tyler. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you want to talk about the Nintendo Switch? Well, no, the Switch Lite, I'm not going to lie. I can see why if somebody who doesn't have a Nintendo Switch wants this, I can respect that. There's a lot of people who enjoy playing the Nintendo Switch, mostly handheld. I'm not one of those people, but I can respect those who do. I don't like the idea that for only a hundred bucks cheaper, I'm losing that as an option if I ever wanted to, you know, give it a shot and whatnot. As well as a lot of other things. There's also a lot of games out there that actually perform worse on the handheld. I'm right, looking over right. at... Uh, oh, crap. What is that game? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember that game. I never played it. There's a RPG where uh, you're running around and collecting, like, swords and suits and stuff. It's, it, uh, Chronicles. Something Chronicles. Xenoblade? Oh, my gosh. Xenoblade. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> where, it, it, like, on the handheld, it was just actually worse for some reason. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. I yeah. know you probably never played it either, but no, maybe no, have, but again, which is so yeah. Like if you have the Switch, and again, it depends on the kind of gamer you are and what you're playing. I don't think you'd see any reason, it you know, um, unless you just really wanted it. I don't think you'd see any reason to getting the Switch Lite. But if you're somebody who enjoys certain games playing on the Switch, you know they're not great handheld, but you want to dock them in, and then you want to play certain games on the switch Lite, on the go if you do if that's your thing then i can kind of see that fitting to your lifestyle i would like to finish my thought if i may sorry yeah no uh, go ahead no 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 i'm not saying that you you interrupt me How dare, <laughs> no i'm saying like i want to finish the note here with a controversial opinion or okay. at least uh, you know a, a questionable opinion i personally think that you should only get this if you are under the age of 12. i'm sorry but if you are not a child you do not need this Yes, they come out in pretty colors. Congratulations. Are, are you attracted by, you know, the lightning bugs in your forest, too? Pretty flowers. Just put a, a flower to the back of your Switch. There's skins on it, and people is like, don't get attracted because they're pretty colors, and they're smaller, and they're etched. Oh, there's etched designs of Pokemon in the back. Cool. I'm saying this while Nick in the chat has bought a PlayStation 4, I'm pretty sure, with, like, Destiny etchings on it or some crap like that. Or, you know, the, the Star Wars Battlefront PSP. That was, you know, a cool white with designs in the back. I'm sorry. 
But I really think that only, you know, young children which should appreciate something like this. If you are a grown adult who likes gaming and takes gaming seriously, you appreciate the features that the Nintendo Switch regular has that depriving yourself for, you know, a prettier version of the system. It's silly. Don't do that. I disagree. That's, I disagree. Okay. I That's disagree fine. to to s- s- some extent. I feel like you use an iPhone, don't you? Yeah, uh, makes sense. Okay. Anyways, I'm not yeah. making a correlation or anything. Um, I disagree. Just like, like I said, I will focus that certain games are just better in handheld, and the Switch Lite will make it easier for you to carry something around handheld, because the Switch regular Switch for me is way too much handheld, like just to handle. Um, it was. A little uncomfortable on the plane at times because it can be unwieldy on the plane yeah um that's not to say it isn't comfortable in other areas where i have more space but for a game like pokemon i think on a switch Lite, if it can uphold the performance because we did get abysmal frame rates on the 3ds i think the switch Lite might be a go-to if because i was the same that's why i got a ds and a 3ds i didn't give a shit about any other game series except for pokemon that's all I wanted it That's, for. I mean, I'm pretty sure you and a very, very large uh, group of people are in the same boat with that. So if somebody wants question, it for the, just for Pokemon, I can kind of like, all right, you know, I get it. I guess my big question is, you say you disagree because of what? For certain games, I disagree. You think having a smaller, simpler handheld would be better for something like Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, I, I do. Like, as, as much as I would love... I loved seeing... Uh, you know, let's go on my TV. I think there are people who, I, and you, I know when you uh, when you said uh, people under twelve sh- uh, over twelve shouldn't have this. Uh, it was probably it doesn't include people who either can't afford it, really want to play. Like if you can afford it and stuff, if you're over twelve, you shouldn't have a switch. Uh, you should have a switch, which is what I was assuming, uh, which I think is fair to say you were coming from. Are, are you hoping I'm redeeming myself from all no, the no. other stipulations no, just... why somebody shouldn't get this? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to clarify. It's like in a situation where if you had the money and if you had to choose, if you're 16 and you had to choose between a Switch and a Switch Lite, you should probably go for the Switch is what I was assuming you're uh, like basically. Yes, I'm assi- uh, uh, applying the same logic to if I had the pick between getting a compact laptop that I can't upgrade or do any features or have a desktop to where I can you know do additional things right. to it, I'm always going to pick the desktop. Right. So, it, it might be harder to move. Yeah, no. Um, so on the same logic, if uh, thinking about me a couple of years ago when I really wanted to get um, the 3DS and it was around when the 3DS XL came out, I think. Um, finances were a struggle growing up when I'd like, oh, I want to I wanna, I wanna switch. Uh, sorry, I want 3DS so I can play games. They're like, why would you want to do that? They were willing to compromise on the 3DS. So if you're like a college student, you're like, I really want to play Pokemon or I want to play Octopath or I want to play Celeste. I can see certain games and why buying the Switch Lite would be a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Agree to disagree in this case. You know, Agreed this is disagree. nice. I, I I like having different points of views on this, Nick. Yeah, no, this it's is nice. It's refreshing. We haven't done that a lot before because not that I just go along with whatever Tyler says or he does the same with me. It's just we've generally thought the same in certain cases. But here, I I really like the Switch Lite. I think it's cool. And I I absolutely hate it. Fucking fantastic. I don't like the fact... I'm gonna say it, and I, actually, no sarcasm there either. It's just good. It's refreshing. Yeah, nah, fuck you, mate. <laughs> so we did... Um, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna move on. Um, I'm gonna start wrapping up. I did want to quickly talk about uh, some new Pokemon news, but I think we're just gonna hold off until we have more 
All I'm gonna say is that they've announced Gigantamaxing from Dynamaxing. They've now talked about Gigantamaxing, oh and it's kind of like I'm getting Sun and Moon feels again, Tyler. It's kind of like they're just throwing shit at us at this point. This random bullshit. The, like, yeah, this is their. It pains me to say the... that. I'm still gonna buy the games, but that's what it feels like. They're like, oh, now we have Gigantamaxing. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> It's essentially just mega evolving and then mega mega evolving. It, or it's like simple free plan evolving, mega evolving, and then you got premium evolving. This was the situation with um, it reminds me of like Yu-Gi-Oh, right? So Yu-Gi-Oh, as as a series, as the game, uh, the card game progressed. Uh, starting off, you had very simple. You had you know monster cards. You had um, spell cards, trap cards, and you had fusion cards and fusion monsters, right? That's all you had. And then you had su- certain cards that had to be ritual summoned. And then now you have XYZ summons. You have mecha tuner summons. You've got pendulum summons. It's kind of like, why don't you just <laughs> just not don't play the game? I know the feeling. I know the feeling. It's Pokemon. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Nick in the chat does have uh, a very important thing that he wanted to point out here. If you're okay, I'd like to take away with it. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, I understand. So, uh, as Nick in the chat had pointed out, the Splatoon's 2 uh, final Splatfest happening this week, uh, this upcoming weekend. So, if you own Splatoon 2, as anybody with a good heart should, also was given by the person <laughs> that is pointing this information out uh you should understand that this is actually a very important and final event this is the final uh splat fest of this game it's going to be happening uh july 18th to the 21st so friday through sunday and uh it's going to be uh just a simple black and white style vote of chaos versus order which you know i've, I've played enough kingdom hearts where i'm just not used to, uh you know i'm used to this kind of shit and, and now so essentially it's Pearl versus Marina is how they're trying to put it out as. And uh, so, Nick, if you yeah. were to pick, are you going to go for Chaos or Order? I, I'd i go for whichever one looked coolest. In a <laughs> game like this, that's what I would I know do. You. So Pearl and Marina, right? Yeah, I mean, um, you can pick Chaos or Order, but who, you know, who are you going to pick? Are you gonna who's pick who, who's the one Marina? with pink hair? Uh, pink hair is uh, pearl. Yeah, that's that's my choice. Okay, I, I was always a marina gal in this case. So, but honestly, I just want to have fun. So, I mean, you're picking chaos essentially. Okay, well, funny how that worked out. I know, right? How the cards <laughs> lay on the ground. Nothing I can do about it now. All right. Uh, you know, I said it, so it must be true. <laughs> Therefore, I have no reason to be judged for picking chaos. I am. I am Let- always right, especially about all that hardware stuff. Nobody else can correct me or change my mind otherwise. Yeah, those uh, and Nintendo sixty four uh, joysticks are titanium. They're made. They're made of vibranium. Is it? Is it even vibranium? Pretty sure. What the the Marvel? <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? It's made Captain of Captain America Shield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nick, I I hope you uh, play with me this upcoming weekend for this. If we get a shot, sure. I mean, if it's the final Splatfest, then it's you know might as well M- try it out. It I've never participated. Hurrah, right? Yeah, no, I'm yeah sure. I'm sure we'll make time. Okay, and then let's uh, let's aim for that next weekend then. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for news, Nick. All right, so going down to game releases, we only have the one game that I could find, one big game at least, coming out this week, and that's Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, coming out July 19th for the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, a lot of people excited for this, but that's really it. Um, a little bit of a slow uh, period we're going into. Um, at least from what it seems like over the past few weeks, and uh, we'll see what's going to happen. But um, we've got a few uh, big hitters here on this day in gaming. I'm just going to go through the first two, because these are games of relevance to me to some extent. Um, so on this day in gaming, July 15th, we have RimWorld that came out uh, in tw on 2016 as Early Access on Steam. Um, RimWorld is a top-down colony mal uh, manager, dude, manager um, that uh, I've I've put quite a few uh, hours into, and then mm. I never really got a chance to play it, but uh, it's you know I like to think of it as a pretty big game, right? I honestly I couldn't even talk about like uh, the one thing I've never paid attention to is. Um, game population even for online games so i have no idea how big the community is but it must be sizable if there's so many people making uh, mods for it there's a fuck ton of mods for it so i would imagine it's a sizable community um hmm. tyler what is what is this game you've interjected uh inter in, injected in between my list here tyler huh <laughs> i'm sorry for <laughs> sorry sensei i didn't mean to dare question your quality but there's an important game that came out on pc to the world Back in 2014, making this game five years old, uh, it, it, I believe it came out on like the Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance originally, but I think that it's important. Uh, happy fifth birthday to Shantae, Risky's Revenge, the director's cut, which came out on Steam five years ago. Okay, yeah, uh, I, was, I was just looking have, it up. Have, All right. have you heard of Shantae game? Have you uh, heard of Shantae? No, uh, I've heard. I think, uh, yeah, no, I have heard <laughs> of this game. Mm, okay. Have you ever played one? No, I have not played one, my good sir. Ooh. Ah. Ah. Have you ever considered playing that? I'm I'm open to new experiences of all kind, my good sir. Mm. Oh, mm. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad for you. I'm happy for Thank you. you. Thank you. All the money. <laughs> also Yeah. You have a beard. Uh we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let me just get through this list. Um, yeah, it's okay. Three minutes. Max Payne came out this year, 2000. This day in gaming, 2001. A game that has been a core part of me growing up as a quote-unquote gamer. That I attempted to play on stream start to finish, but it's such a janky fucking game that didn't age well. But still a beautiful fucking concept. I'm in love with Max right. Payne. Um, yeah, Tyler, do you want to tell us a little bit about these last two? Because these are right up sure. your alley. These both are arcade games that just uh, came out for the Nintendo Entertainment System uh, back in 1983, but Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. both came out for the uh, original Nintendo uh, 26 years ago. Sorry, 36. 36 yeah. years. Yeah, I'm old as shit. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. No, no problem. I just put them in there to make you feel bad. Um, no, it's okay. That's <laughs> fine. I'm not that old, okay? <laughs> 91. 1991. All right. All right. If you say so, calm down. Calm down. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. The life crisis. Don't do it again. All right, Tyler, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. What about you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at LRWarrior11. Uh, you can find our show, Casual Master Quest, at a lot of places. You can contact us via email, casualmasterquest at gmail.com, or you can contact us on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram by just putting Casual Master Quest into the search bar. Um, and also, you can find us, and I've been meaning to do this for a while, actually, or thinking about suggesting this, but you can you can find us, our show, on Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and any other podcast listening service. Hell fucking yeah. If we don't have it, let us know, because we got to keep that claim going, because I put it on fucking everything I can find. <laughs> Hell yeah. Heart Radio. 
So, um, just as a last word, Tyler, you mentioned my beard. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Well, you said you're going to shave it. Yeah. Maybe. For 30 bucks? I mean, that was a joke. I might eventually... $30 is $30. Hmm? I said $30 is $30. $30 is $30, but I might just end up doing it. It's kind of one of those things where I go through a mood. um, And I just, like... I'm treating my Twitter now as, like, a... As like a shit talking board and just kind of like seeing whatever I like, what kind of like shit I could throw out there that can land. Um, but I will eventually, I think uh, in a few months, in a few weeks, sorry, uh, end up going like full clean shaven. Like, and I'm talking about not just taking a machine and just going like face bald, but like razor after that too. Good deal. Yeah. You can check us out. Uh, did you say the casual master quest? Yeah. Okay. Good deal. I think that's it, Nick. All right. Um, Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We are getting close to the end of season three. We've got two episodes left. Um, we appreciate you all. We love you all. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm joined by my lovely co-host today, Tyler. And, and Nick says he'll pay for Shantae for the Switch if you shave your beard. And don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you next week, guys. Have Bye. a good one. Bye-bye. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.